is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, I can't slow down. It's gonna go. A shake, it's like a take. I'm gonna bake the mic before you break. Raise your hands, raise them higher. The roof's on fire. Watch all wires. Hip hop messiah. Rhyme samurai. No one comes next. No one came prior. Maestro. M A E S T R O. You love to plagiarize. Love to borrow. Steal. Paste. Peel. Wheel to wheel. And put it on your reel to reel. I feel. There's only one Samson. Many Delilahs. So check me out, y'all. But from a mile away, use a telescope or binocular. But don't jock or mock my binocular. This jam is amplified. So just glide and let your backbone slide. You listen to every word I say, every verb you heard I play, snaps a vertebrae. You try to cover, a hover me, a roast, a fake, a flag that I run a post, toast, I'm the most. D-E-F's how it goes, no X's or O's or tic-tac-toes, LTD knows. This ain't a game, I'm on a mission. Call me a hip-hop tic-tactician. A rapper's like a slab of clay that's shapeless. Champagne no shimmer, no glass is tasteless. A universe without light is lightless. That's why I always take time to write this. I mold it in my hands before I start chiseling. Could be a rain or brainstorm or drizzling. Sun could be shining. Sun could be showering. Practice makes perfect. I'm powering, flowering. My lyrics are awesome and tune in, volume and blooming, I'm blossoming. Blowing away blockades and barricades. Make you black and blue from the blast to the blaze. It's a blood sport. Blood builds our bank. I make your vision go blurry while your brain goes blank into oblivion. Beats from box to box to base. Rocks from blocks and blocks. Let your backbone slide. Just let it slide, y'all. I don't give a if your backbone quiver. Man, oh man, watch your swiver. Rhymes entwine your spine while you slither. It's contagious, an epidemic can. You try to lift your cool, but it fell again. Rap scholar, soul academician. But like I said before, I'm not American. It's who you are, not where you went. We all originate from the same descent. I make a lot of sense. And pence, gold, myrrh and frankincense. When I'm in France, they flow me francs. Frankly, a Swiss account is where I bank thanks. At home, I make bills of brown for my sound. In the States, green like the grass in the ground. When I'm in England, they pass me pounds now. I clock cash in every town, so I slide. But nowadays, I'm trapped. So many suckers on my sacroiliac. It's like a rap sack, backpack. Give me some slack, Jack. Rap is like a jungle. We rhyme for rhyme. It's like a vine to vine. Swung line to line of mine. I'm colossal. Use a mosquito. I'ma play Tarzan. You play cheetah. Cheetah, biter. Love to forge. Better yet, I call you Curious George. Cause curiosity cold killed a cat. Can't hide, so glide to the side. Let your backbone slide. The key word is synchronism, yo. Check out my homeboy dance to the rhythm. Hey, this ain't forte. I'm coming double F. Fortissimo, FS for Funky Fresh. My DJ is LTD, Mellow Flex. You listen to the poetry pitch I project. Vocabulary golden beats from my rolling. Stone cold lyrics with the microphone I'm holding. Words are ripped. Egos are stripped. I make sucker crews kick. Dick Van Dyke flips. I get busy. They're dizzy. They start to collide. They should have stepped off. 
I let it slide, but now they got brazen. Dry like a raisin, I glaze like a vase. I smack you like days until they realize they shouldn't know riff. It's 89, y'all, not Beethoven's fifth or sixth. It's a throwdown. I'm conducting it. The cause of high rise, I'm constructing it. Twas once a thought, pen and paper. Now it's a tower, a soul, a skyscraper. Let's get it out of hand. I created a monster. My musical monologue makes you wanna move with the maestro. You feel high, so it's set. The blend, the crescendo is nice, yo. I'm the guide. The rhythm is a ride. So glide to the fresh side and let your backbone slide. This is a throwdown. And you're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you heard right off the bat there, let your backbone splide from 1989, Maestro Fresh West from Toronto, Ontario, the a cappella version, the full acapella version you probably thought it was over but they put on the acapella version exactly exactly how maestro laid down his vocals so you even have the blank spaces so from 1989 lmr records maestro fresh west with let your backbone slide the acapella version and today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, an interview with Drake from Toronto, Ontario, the 6T dot. And to prepare you for Drake, thought I would play Shaker's Rap by Lloyd Mosby from 1986, not 1984. From 1986, Lloyd Mosby, Lloyd Mosley from the Toronto Blue Jays, and this is Shaker's Rap, and then an interview with Drake on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. So here is Shaker's Rap. The Toronto Blue Jays put this out courtesy Vine Records. Stand 
Who are you? Drake. And Drake, who'd you have beside you? Uh, my best friend and the guy that's responsible for me standing here, his name is Forty. Hello, Forty. Hello, Nardwar. Uh, welcome back to Toronto. Canada. The Six. The Six. <laughs> the Six. And right off the bat, Drake and Forty, I have a gift for you. And it is in this towel right here. Whoa, this is actually legendary. This can definitely go on our... Uh, our shrine? Yeah, our shrine. What could you say about Biggie? I'll let you speak on that first if you want. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Big's an important part for me. What I would like to say about this guy is because he made music that had a sound of R&B to it that was aggressive rap music, but he always played a role in the R&B space of music, which was, like, important for me. He was musical. He had a lot of melody in his stuff, you know? So as aggressive as some of his music was, a lot of it was extremely melody-based, so I was always a big... Biggie fan. I think he had like the nastiest and tightest cadence and flow ever in rap music. So I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Big has my favorite cadence. You know, the the approach that he takes to every. Oh, I gotta put the accessories on first. Okay. The approach, the approach that he puts to every, uh, the approach that he took to every joint that he got him was just like, it was it was incredible. So I'm a huge Big fan, definitely. And even the sunglasses. Yeah, where? Well, oh well, these here. Yeah, which is where yours. Is. But they, those are silver on the side. Yours, we love it. We still love it. Now, we shouldn't forget about 40, should we? We never, we never do. <laughs> we never forget about 40. And I have a gift for 40 right here. Uh, rated. Wow. <laughs> Triple X, Cool G Rap, and DJ Polo. Wow. I have this vinyl. A sealed cassette. That, that freak stuff right there. <laughs> cool G Rap is, a, is one of my favorite rappers of all time, so you know I appreciate this. Uh, what can you say about Common and being called a bitch for having a Common CD? Oh, as far as me making that comment? Oh, just my... Because Common had like a soft little run there for a while. And I was like, I really liked that one CD that he had. With, I can't even remember which one it was called. But it was like, you know, it was, I just remember my boys being like, that's what you're on. And I was like, oh. It was like the chocolate starfish one. Was it no, that it wasn't one? that one, man. Listen, I'm a diehard Common fan. Resurrection is like one of the reasons I got into making rap music. You know, like that's a song that I fell in love with that like brought me on this journey. And can I borrow a dollar? Like I have that on wax and CD. So it's like nobody needs to tell me about common and i love them but yeah like i was, I was joking like when i was in grade nine they were clowning me my boys you know they're like what they're out there they're listening to nori or something i don't know you had a cool g rap four five six rap. oh four five six of course yeah i love that stuff that's like that's my guy because he brought something to rap if you follow like the progression of rap music he rapped a certain way before a lot of people rapped that way and a lot of people came up off that style you know and developed it into what we know it as it to be today so He's like a godfather, all this to me. And you know that Forty is not a collector scum because he opened a sealed package. <laughs> that's amazing. Did you just do it right now? I was like, I'm just not. I'm, I just woke up. <laughs> that's amazing. Just, yeah, well, value went down, I'll tell you that much. So. <laughs> no, listen, it's 
still, it's still it's there. Still, I'm just, I'm still, sorry. Yeah. I just, I just woke up from like a. Forty likes a nap. to like he, everything. He every, he makes everything his own, you know. So now that's a forty cool G rap collab right there, oh you know. God. And we have another gift for you, Drake. Timmy Thomas, why can't we live together? Which form C? Well, this is what we sampled for Hotline Bling, yeah. <laughs> and this was such a uh, such a great record, and I actually discovered this sample just to be completely honest because i like to be completely honest i discovered the sample after the fact so i really actually fell in love with this song after i had heard the beat um and it was almost like a, a daunting task at that point to like to even even you know think of sampling this but incredible song and such a good gift because this was actually in my like top favorite song top 10 or 20 songs of all time so that's a Is good it open? Well, if it wasn't, I'd tear right off uh, just, yeah, just, just, <laughs> just to make you feel. Just check. Yeah. And actually, we have right over here a message if you want to crowd around this laptop from Timmy Thomas to, <laughs> to me to Drake. So here we go from Timmy Thomas to Drake. Right here. What would you, Timmy Thomas, like to say to Drake? Okay. Well, the first thing I'd like to say is I appreciate the fact that you used my first original track no no cover you never use any of that and i also appreciate the fact that uh i heard some of the comments where you're saying well the, 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 i think it was productions 85 where they said we used timmy thomas's version of that first one and everybody in the room said man that's it that's the one then they listened to a lot of other beats so that number two that made me feel good to be able to talk to artists that were not even born that can relate to that type of feel from 1973. That's number two. Number three, I appreciate the fact that people love him so much. You have a whole country that in Canada that loves him. You know, I mean, he can't do any wrong. You know, and then you got all those people that are now listening again, which uh, was number one in Canada with 73. Now it's number one in Canada with Hotline Bling, which is not the uh, message but the music. So I just want to say to him from the bottom of my heart, thanks a million, Music Drake and you and the Music Crew. Oh, oh man. man, that's what's up, so Timmy. Fun. Man, I love you, man. That's you have a message for Timmy Thomas. Yeah, I just want to thank him for uh, making incredible music uh, in the time that he was making music, and uh, just for doing something that is timeless because it's really difficult. Not only for something to be good enough to still resonate with you years later, but to be good enough to actually take take a piece of it and be able to make something else from it that takes a really special creation so timmy you're one of my favorite artists man after listening to this full thing and i've heard the whole thing and uh i love one man band yeah exactly yeah i love you man i appreciate that message that means a lot i'm gonna put this up here with him and it was 1985 was it 85 because he mentions 85 oh he oh 80, uh, 85 is the producer of of the song yeah so and he did a lot of stuff on views with us so yeah. now hotline billing and we have a little gift for four right here it wasn't the first that we heard of it in fact we heard it on Sade's LP because if we turn it over what do we see on the very back of Sade's multi-million selling LP why can't we live together wow Wow. So that's what he means. He's he's happy that we used the original. Yeah, I feel him. Here is another gift for you on the Timmy Thomas trip. Timmy Thomas's new CD. Oh wow. Turn back the hands of time with the Overtown Soul Review. Oh, Timmy, this is next up, man. I'm going to listen to this. Hopefully we can find a new sample, man. Look at you, man. You look like a G too, man. I like that, man. Timmy's on a Badman thing in this, man. I like that. So shout out to Timmy, man. This is the new, this is new mixtape. Like he's just on the on road just giving this out. That's how you got it? 
Uh, that is Timmy Thomas, South by Southwest, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Timmy's uh, turn, man. We love it, man. We might have to change his name from Timmy Timmy Thomas to Timmy Turn, man, because he's out here handing out the mixtapes in the paper sleeves. We absolutely and the arms folded. Like you got to really take this in. Like that's. I'm gonna put that with your one classic and a new classic right there. You know, so I like that. Drake, free up world boss, obviously all day. Adi Madadi, free up world boss. And I have a gift for you right here. What can you tell the people about Vibes Cartel? Jeez. Vibes Cartel is one of my biggest inspirations, one of my favorite artists. You want to talk about a guy, you know, coming out of somewhere who, or coming out of, uh, coming out of a place that has their own thing, their own culture, and absolutely just taking over, becoming like the one person to idolize. You know, I was there. I've been to Jamaica, you know, when when the gully gaza thing was going on i've been there before i was there after and no matter what people are always always holding up vibes as an icon so big up vibes man he's he's definitely uh, a big inspiration to myself and and party next door as well i know me and party have had a lot of vibes conversations so and pop can and pop con who's on who's on views <laughs> um yeah and, and, and pop con obviously you know unfortunately vibes is incarcerated right now and that's why we say free up world boss but PopCon basically you know um was was his young boy and came in and filled the shoes and gave jamaica incredible songs and an incredible movement you know and that's that's something i'm a part of as well you know unruly ovo we're, we're one family so did you almost get arrested with Mavadado? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think his I think his name is Mavado. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I almost did get arrested because in Jamaica at a stage show. Um, the way the police monitor the shows is they try not to incite the crowd so they don't like you to swear and obviously you know my first thing i was just excited to be in jamaica so i started you know cussing up a storm and uh yeah they were about to arrest me but luckily like i think beanie man was there and a bunch of people were there and they just kind of tried to explain to the police that i didn't understand but man you know big up all the guys that were there that night because they saved my life and uh yeah i think uh that night funny enough I think I, I went to that. Sh I, it was just a, it was a wild night. You know, Movado came to pick me up in a caravan of cars and I was with somebody. I won't say her name, but I was with somebody that night. And it was like our first time ever going out together. And needless to say, she did not stick around. She she definitely <laughs> left and never spoke to me again. So <laughs> it was definitely an intense night. But, you know, big up Movado again, another legend from Jamaica. And this right here is probably the best thing I've received in a long time because vibes is a legend. man. So. A voodoo child sound you are a dj i try and a dj always needs something to play this is some another gift for you some old dance hall some Ooh, king tubby tubby ag oh. are you into old dance hall man i'm into any any dance hall any dance hall any reggae conscious whatever it doesn't matter i'll listen to anything i i feel like um the writing the melodies and just the layering of the music in this in this in the genre is incredible so king tubby this is classic classic for a voodoo child sound <laughs> and also regarding 40 like this is very very interesting what can you say about justin pierre this seven inch right here <laughs> Who, okay so this is this is justin's this no, is christy yeah oh man uh, do you know much about 40s background i mean i don't know this is about justin Pierre Trudeau yes. and Trudeau. Pierre 
Yeah, Justin Pierre. No, yeah. Justin Pierre by. Okay, but by Dinah Christie, who is like my sister's godmother. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, How Dinah do you? Christie is my yeah. sister's godmother. Wow, that's mind blowing. <laughs> that is... I mean, like, listen, I can't sit here and tell you I know everything about Dinah Christie other than the fact that I love her with my heart, like family, because she is family. <laughs> and from like the age of like three years old, she was in my house and I knew her and loved her. But like the fact that she even made a record is like mind-blowing to me and I don't exactly understand what this is. That is 40's godmother. Yes, well, all blessings to her. What do you know about 40? Like, what do you know about 40? I know a lot about 40, you just gotta ask. (laughs) Actually, I was curious and I have a gift for you. What can you see? This is a book, a buy. This is the Don right here. I call him the Don, but his name is Donald Shabib, and that's 40's dad, but he's the real Don. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what can you say about the Don? Me or yeah, 40? Yeah, yeah, you, Drake. I could say he's a very, very wise man. Um, somebody who's always there with, with gems for us, you know, uh, along the way. He, he, he provides us with guidance. He's just an incredible guy, a genius, you know, a uh, great filmmaker. And that is all about going down the road. Which has been pictured over there in the 40 studio. Correct. There's a poster over there. So there is a book all about the movie, a Canadian classic that 40's dad created. And 40 is helping to create another... Canadian classic? <laughs> Very well played. <laughs> Maybe there will be a book. Maybe there will be. But that is actually for Drake. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, I, I, I'm going to keep it. Did you and 40 work with Dr. Dre before Wayne? Uh, yeah, we did. We have a uh, we have a long history with Dr. Dre. Um, we were blessed enough to be part of the Record One troops, mm-hmm. and uh, we had our we had our experience, you know, being part of that. So it was, it was definitely uh, it was nerve wracking, and we were young, but we tried our best, and you know, and he gave us a shot. We did what we did, and did your tracks ever surface? No, I don't know if anyone's tracks ever surfaced, but there was a lot of music back then, and I. Uh, I got to work with Snoop Dogg in that time. I got to work with a, a bunch of people, um, and it was it was a big honor, you know. Speaking of the Dre, Dre, what can you say about this gentleman in this towel right here? Another Dre. Dre. Oh, 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 oh I think I already know which Dre this is. It's the Thiz. Oh man. Oh, that is crazy. Oh man. Well, this is Mac Dre right here. And shout out to Wanda, you know, um, man, this is this is a guy who, again, I idolize because he's from a place and that place that he's from, which is the Bay Area, uh, hold him to legendary status. And I respect if you're a legend where you're actually from, you know, I mean, it's cool to be popular in the world. But if you're a legend where you're actually from and they actually love you where you're from and they don't say that anybody else is better than you, then I respect you. And that's why I respect this guy right here. So, man, shout out to the Thiz, man, for real. This is this is very epic. This is very epic. right? This is my second Mac Dre bobblehead, actually. I have the one of him playing tennis, too. So this is my second one. But I've never seen this one. I was curious. 27 hours to... I don't know. Memphis. Oh, Memphis. Oh, man. Yeah. Class. Shelby Drive. Shelby Drive, baby. Whitehaven. Whitehaven. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Southland Mall. You know, I used to eat at the Piccadilly Circus uh, with my family, but Shelby Drive is a street that, you know, I probably spent uh, a lot of time on, man. A lot of summers, you know, when my mom would let me go out there. And uh, Memphis has a 
uh, a really dear dear place in my heart, especially with the music that I make. So. I was curious about this particular photo, <laughs> Memphis Moments. <laughs> Who is, what is going on there? Man, well, this is my cousin TJ. Royalty? No, that's not royalty, actually. Yeah. Royalty is not in this picture, which is crazy. But this is my cousin TJ, who actually, he has a Cash Money Millionaire's bandana on, which is kind of pretty... Crazy yeah. foreshadowing, but um, and then that's me. <laughs> that's me with braces and a do rag and glasses, wearing a Tennessee Volunteers jersey. That's my uncle Chris, who literally that is his permanent face, and he's always that cool. And then that's my uncle Bert, who's just you know uh, one of my favorite rappers and uh, and just the ultimate Memphis uh, thug. Uh, amazing, incredible uncle you could ever have. So this is just a portion of my family. But that is amazing, <laughs> Memphis moments. Memphis moments, man. My mom actually made me a scrapbook, and in it was this was a page in the scrapbook, Memphis moments, and above you can see there's other pictures all around. But yeah, this is a this is a crucial picture from a trip to, that I took with my dad to Tennessee. I was curious about Memphis, Tennessee. Did you run into? The three six at all back then. Of course, I was uh, I was a huge three six fan, and um, you know, I mean, again, a group of guys that that were from from somewhere that didn't have a sound, and they created a sound. Um, I'm a huge, huge, huge Juicy fan, huge Paw fan, and uh, yeah, man, you know, I never, I, I really got to meet the guys. I think later on in life, but. I'm a big, big 3-6 fan. And 3-6 just had a whole movement. I mean, they had a bunch of artists popping up, and they were just doing something that had never been seen in Memphis, you know, making money that had never been seen off rap in Memphis. So them um, and, man, like, a bunch of other guys were Les Shat and I have a gift for you actually because you sampled Le Shat, right? Yes, I did. Wow, you ain't mad, is you? This is crazy. This is another classic. I was just about to say Le Shat. Gangsta Boo, too. Gangsta Boo, who I love. And as well, I was curious, 8-Ball. 8-Ball, eight, eight oh, of course. I another mean, sealed. Another sealed. I want, yeah, I'm out. 8-Ball and MJG, uh, another incredible, incredible group. I mean, one of my one of my favorite songs was when they actually linked up with 3-6. Like the, the album with uh, You Don't Want Drama and um, all the stuff that they were doing with Puff at the time, that was probably one of the biggest, biggest, most influential rap albums of my life because I had just never seen a collection of music that hit that hard at that time they were just they had real like smashes coming out of a place that usually I mean the sound was so dark so it was uh man ball and G man classic how young were you meeting Yo Gotti <sighs> wow um well my um uh, my cousin's boyfriend at the time was managing Yo Gotti and so I was probably about 15 and uh, I got to go to the house where they recorded at, and they took me to the club, and they that that was probably the most I had ever seen with my two eyes of like, oh, this rap stuff really works. I mean, I had never they 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 looked like the richest guys in the world to me. I had never seen so many cars, so much jewelry, so much everything. They had the city just locked down, you know, and that was actually I think at the time where they were butting heads with three six, but it was just an amazing time to be there. I got to witness all of it. And uh, shout out to Emac, who uh, went to jail for a bit, just came home. So shout out to Emac. And yeah, man, I mean, Yo Gotti showed me a lot about what's possible in your own city, you know? Knock, knock, twist my, twist my, twist my, uh, twist my 
hair. And this is getting out. song I ever produced for real for a major label. And wow. not only that, but if we look closely, what do we see? It's the it's the remix, 40 Vocals. Days and 40 Nights. Vocals by Drake. You're on this remix. I'm on this remix. Wow. Yes. I wouldn't remember that verse if I, if you That's paid me to recite it. I can't believe you found wow. that. Wow. And it's the vinyl, too. Like, yeah, this is probably the only place. Divine that... Brown, though. Divine Brown. Yes, Divine Brown, yes. Your first writing credit? My first writing credit on a real album. First song I produced on a real album. I was her engineer, so I was engineering her album, and she was... She believed in me enough to give me a chance to produce a record, and she used one of my records, and this was it. And you brought in your good buddy? Okay, no, that's the first day I met Drake. Wow. Wow. Socrates brought him, because Socrates was producing all of the records on this album, and I produced this one. And so he got Drake to come in and do a remix, and Drake and Boy Wonder came to the studio, and that's the first day I met Drake. Wow. And then Gadget yelled at me. Gadget yelled at me because I left his hard drives in the room. And, <laughs> and Drake was like, why'd you let them in there with all my drives everywhere? Are you crazy? I don't know those guys. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know who they were. I was just an engineer. I was an intern, you know? But I was lucky enough to, like, produce a record as an in I was an intern. I wasn't working. Yeah, Drake remembers nothing of that day. <laughs> nothing. It's a complete blur. Yeah, that is, the, that is the first day that we actually met. Wow. And then we didn't really even, like, Word. speak or meet or actually connect until... I guess like a year or two later. And there you are together on Divine Brown, together, that like is, with views. That's trippy. That's a trip. That's crazy. That was a gift, man. They were gifting me a remix. I didn't even deserve it at the time. <laughs> what do you think about the Canadian crab bucket chaos mentality for rap? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it exists anymore. I think everybody's, uh, I think everybody's doing their thing. I think there's a platform for people uh, from where we're from to just make great music. That's the key. I always say for anybody that wants to do anything really from anywhere, just make a great project and you'll get you'll gain people's attention. But I think uh, at the time, chaos was probably speaking on a, a, a little a little. The city was just different, you know, and uh, and what a legend, man. What, what what incredible music that he made for us to, to also take in and listen to. But the city was different at that time, you know, and I think now we've uh, We've just opened opened it up a bit. It's it, it, everyone's proud to be from here. There's a lot less like eyeballing and hating, and it's more just like you know when you hear that someone else is doing something from Toronto, you get more excited than be like, oh, I sh that should be me, you know. What can you say about this particular gentleman from Toronto, Cardinal Official, Yorktail Mall? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, I mean, one of my fondest memories is walking, uh, walking through Yorkdale Mall right by the bay and the old, old Harry Rosen. You got to know the old Harry Rosen to know about that. But um, turning the corner and seeing, you know, seeing this guy standing like what looked like at the time like seven five, wearing like a fur kangol and like a Adidas tracksuit and um and I remember just he was the biggest rapper in the city and I remember I was walking in the mall. I don't remember exactly who I was with, but I turned to the person I was with and I, I said, uh, I'm gonna be bigger than that guy one day and that was my memory of Carton. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a moment, but at the same time, you know, he was he was he was 
to me larger than life in that mall you know so it was it wasn't like an offensive thing it was something to strive for you know i wanted to be bigger than that because you know prior to that we had seen him come out at like rock the caravan with jay-z and he had songs ringing off across the world so it was it was he was our guy you know he was the first one to really be like a star boy from out here so I was curious, Drake, what can you say about this particular gentleman right here, the maestro? <laughs> Did you share a dressing room with him? Uh, he says, for instant star. Oh, man, yeah. I, <laughs> well, actually, we were, uh, we were on two different shows. So I was on Degrassi. He was on Instant Star. And so when they would you, be filming Instant Star on his weeks, they would swap my name off the door and put up <laughs> Maestro Fresh West. So we did share a dressing room, yeah. So I always had to make sure I took my stuff out of there, especially if I had any raps written down on paper because I didn't want my... <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Maestro, again, another, another legend, man. Another guy from our city that um, broke down, you know, broke down a wall and had a song that that just went farther than um, went farther than anybody at the time. And then not only that, but I mean, a lot of people might like not see this as one of maybe his like top five moments. But for me, four one six to the nine oh five was like it just was like the first time anyone bigged up like where we were actually from, you know. And it's so funny to see people across the world talking about the six and talking about Toronto like it's a it's a destination because at that time, for making a song called four one six to nine oh five was like insane, you know. Like no one's even gonna know what you're talking about. And so I mean, I rate this guy for that because he he wasn't scared to claim where where we were from. What's interesting about Maestro is right here, another Maestro cassette, we turn it over and we have the song VIPs only yep. featuring K-Force who coined the term T-Dot. T-Dot, oh wow, K-Force, man. Oh, so wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Crazy. Well, yeah. K-Force, you had a long run, man, before we showed up, man. So shout out to K-Force because T-Dot was the, I mean, T-Dot still and always will be, you know, a, uh, a term that 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 people uh, use to refer to Toronto, but I think six might have taken over the force. Uh, <laughs> well, like Jimmy that. Prime, what was his role, Jimmy Prime? Because uh, he the first guy that came up with the six. Like, who is credited with the six? I think this the six. You know, Jimmy definitely was out there doing his thing um, at the time. You know, Oliver and Jimmy were brainstorming about something, and um, they had come up with the title together, Views from the Six. And uh, I had asked Oliver if I could use the title because I really liked the title. Oliver had come up with it. And, uh, yeah, so I give all credit to Jimmy, man, because he was definitely part of that part of that process, you know, finding the right title for the album. And obviously, you know, that 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 uh, that title birthed the whole movement for the city. And, um, yeah, Jimmy Prime, man, shout out to Jimmy. I've always given him that credit of being part of this whole this whole thing, you know, and definitely changing the history of the city. So 40, the rhyme animal. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Trey. What can you say about the rhyme animal, Drake? Me? Yeah. I'll let 40 talk. That's, that's <laughs> my, it's my brother right there, you know, for a long, long, long time. The Empire. The Empire. You better believe it. That's my family, you know. 
And now I know that this is post meeting Divine Brown. What exactly Ooh. is going on in this photo? That's yeah, that's post Divine Brown. Yeah. I don't. Where are we? I you are wearing ransom, ransom. Oh, we're wearing ransom. ransom Fifteen. I'm wearing a ransom tee too. Yeah, fifteen. Fort York, maybe. No way. I don't. No, I don't think so. No. Where that is? What year is that? And what is going on? Well, well obviously, <laughs> jeans are fitting very different back then. <laughs> we're Close. in the studio. Yeah, honestly. You are Drake the Six God. The Six God. Do you know much about the Jays? The Blue Jays? Yeah, the Jays. Of course. Have you ever seen this record right here from 1984, Shakers Rap by Lloyd Mosby? <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. That's crazy. I haven't, but That's Lloyd crazy. was turt, though, man. Look oh at Lloyd God. with the very deep V-neck, chest hair, gold chain. He looks like he played for like the Oakland A's or something. He looks like Ricky Henderson almost. But Shakers rap from '84. Wow. The Jays. Wow. The that's epic. I can't believe they allowed him to do it. That's what's crazy. But that's epic. <laughs> Yo, we got the Blue Jays logo on there yeah, too. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, they sold is... these. <laughs> I guess so. I got one. What is this? Fine Street Records. <laughs> this is crazy. I was curious about the roots of Drake. Summer 16, the winnings. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, the winnings definitely. Uh... The winnings. Thank you for helping with my pronunciation. No problem. Gotcha. I'll always save you. Uh, yeah, winnings uh, really. Um, I actually. I put it at the end of Summer 16 for that particular release, but it actually is part of another song on the album. And um, that that sample um, that I did use has just been something that I've just used emotionally. I, I would listen to that sample on loop. Me and Forty have had that sample for a long time, just trying to figure out exactly where to place it because uh, the music that these guys make and that particular sample mean a lot to me. So, again, shout out to the Winans, man, because... Pfft, you guys aren't aren't as turnt as Lloyd Mosley, <laughs> but you're pretty close. So <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, yeah, I appreciate the wine a lot. Shout out to your family as well, because I must say, like, what can you say? I know we have asked about him before, but these particular gentlemen Ooh. and these particular records right here, what can you say about Larry Graham and Slap Bass and Kanye? Well, the last time I saw this record was in Kanye's studio. Obviously, I think I posted a picture of it. Um, I have this chain. That Amazing. Like, he gave it to you? No, I just got it remade. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Larry Graham is... Uh, like, he looks good. <laughs> so why? But, yeah, um, yeah, he uh, he's, a, he's a smooth cat. You know, you can see, uh, again, he's just part of that era where, you know, you just had to do your thing. And he's always repping that chain, which obviously is our last name, Graham. So he's uh, part of my family. Kanye sampled him for No More Parties in L.A., did you know that until you got to the studio or what? Nah, he told me about it. You know, me and Kanye live up the street, so he uh, he shared he shared that information with me, and it kind of was cool. It was kind of like something we we were able to bond over, you know, because he felt like you know he could. It was my family, and he shared that experience with me. So, yeah, man, shout out to shout out to Larry, and of course, you know, shout out to Ye for always finding a way to. Bring back classics, man, because that guy's ear is, is insane. And this should have been the cover for views, but <laughs> I just didn't think of this color scheme. So, <laughs> Now, I would like to ask you about this particular sample, 40. Actually, sorry, 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 just, just so that you know, oh, this, is a, this is a fun fact. I actually got the title yeah, from that crazy. song. I got the title from the Sooner. original song, 
uh, yeah, so, so sooner than later. I actually, first time I ever saw these words together was on when my dad gave me this album. So I just really liked the way it looked, and uh, I kind of wrote my own version of. So, so, mine was sooner sooner than later, but <laughs> I made the chain. Yeah, and made the chain. Yeah, I'm paying a lot of respects, man. Shout out to Larry, man. He's great. Back to back. What do you think about people's reaction to it? Like most deaf doing a stand-up comedy about back to back. Oh, I never saw that, but that's amazing. Uh, most deaf was actually one of my first shows that I ever opened for. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, back to back was what it was. You know, it was a uh, it was a reaction to um, to somebody trying to challenge my integrity. You know, and that's pretty much what's going to happen anytime that happens. So. You know, it, it is what it is. I had to do what I had to do. Now, speaking of wins and losses, I have another gift for you, a Big L LP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well man. Played, sir. Well played. Uh, yeah, well played. Yeah, Big L. I mean, 40 is like probably can yeah, I love Big L. drop gems on Big L right now. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm a DITC guy, so Big L was an important one to me, you know? He had a battle with Jay-Z. Yeah, he did. It was a tie. It was a tie? <laughs> Does everybody say it was a tie? Uh, it's the general consensus. <laughs> is that the general consensus? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you know, you can pick a side. You know, I was yeah. a big L guy, but, you know, we, we can we say it yeah, as a tie, yeah. you know? Two great MCs. So. Yeah, of course. Come on. Yeah. Jay, Jay has his W. He's good. Yeah, he's got a few Ws, yeah. <laughs> we have a quote for you, Drake. A homie is a player, that is all. So why you have to go and kick his? It's just Degrassi. This is Degrassi. I think this is Spinner, right? Spinner's rap. He's Spinner's rap. Balls. Balls. Yeah, was the yeah was the operative. What do you remember about Spinner's rap? <laughs> uh, it was the first time I ever uh, really got to showcase uh, showcase rap on television, but. Uh, I think they gave me an opportunity after that to write a real song myself. I don't think I wrote those bars, believe it or not. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was uh, the first time rap, I think, really showed its, showed its face on Degrassi. So big moment there. A page from Degrassi says you are 11 out of 10 for kissing. Page from Degrassi yeah. says that? Yeah. You are 11 out of 10. Yeah? She's a sweetheart. Always has been. Um, that's where, did she say that like in an interview or something? Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, yeah, well, her name's Lauren Collins, and I always loved her when I was growing up very much. I still do. And uh, I'd make out with her any day. So I'm down. Quote, I'm usually involved in the jock love triangle. Drake. I said that? Yeah, on Degrassi. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly <laughs> a quote, <laughs> technically. That's bad, bad wording. I think that's uh, the context from before. It's it's out of context is the point. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I was always sort of in a storyline. This is before I was in a wheelchair on the show. But um, I think I was always in a storyline where I was part of some fighting with some other guy for some girl, you know? Do you still kiss your fans? Uh, no, I, I, I stopped that. I, th I think it, there's a button video circulating about, yeah, I think 2009 you were kissing your fans. The glory days, man. You know, <laughs> I, I, I miss it a lot. That was when I had this guy on the road with me. Yep, you yep, know, yep. Downstairs yep. at the Doubletree Hotel, yep. nine in the morning, bags, bags packed, yep. you know. Um, are passed, yeah. maybe now. But yeah, I don't know if I, 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 you know, you never know how old fans are and, uh, and, and what they've been up to prior to the show, so. I don't know if I, I don't kiss fans anymore, but uh, but it's it's still love. 
The last interview that we did, quote, I keep their bras in a trunk, in a black trunk. I did uh, when my when my tour manager was a, a wonderful lady named uh, Tina. She would keep a collection of bras for me in a trunk, uh, and it became a thing to throw bras on stage. And then I think it just, I mean, then I think it became a thing for a lot of artists, so I, I let it go. I let, I let it, I let it go. And you used to, um, to Pam Greer? Oh, yeah, well, that was, the, I, I revisited that today. Uh, you know, I'll say something about our last interview. I mean, I didn't, I, <laughs> I, that was honestly, I would never, that was, I, I was really high that day, man. And I was so, <laughs> I was tripped out because you're really good at your job. And, uh, yeah, I did divulge uh, that piece of information to you. So Pam Greer... I love Pam Greer. I still, I still lust after Pam Greer to this day. Um, I try to find her. I tried following her on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> but I don't think it's the real her. Um, but yes, I, she was one of my first uh, muses. I'll put. I'll, I can put now at 29. I can put it a little better for you. So. Well, I have a gift for you to continue on with your muse to Ooh. Pam Greer sealed. DVD. Wow. Well, I will be uh, I will be watching these tonight, and you you can imagine how that's gonna go. You know, if you want. Baboom. <laughs> uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, very. She pretty much Pam Grier shaped uh, shaped like what what my idea of a woman was as far as just like shape and curves and body and Pam Greer is like what I what I fell in love with as a young young guy. And we have another gift for a 40 right here. Some Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone Thugs and Harmony. The brand new reissue of the oh, 1999 yeah, release. I was gonna say that they look like they did when I saw them the other day. That, that, that. Oh my god, that's brand new. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Brand new reissue of... Reissue, yeah, but they just put a new pick on the cover, which is obviously the most legendary oh, thing ever. Like, you've met them, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, we were supposed to have a, uh, a show in Cleveland, Ohio, I believe, and it got canceled because of something but uh we, we 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 spent like 40 minutes downstairs at the hotel when all the fans like swarmed the hotel because we weren't doing the show so we were kind of stuck in this like melee trying to get out of it together but i think people we were in cleveland ohio and people were i think a lot more excited about bone thugs and harmony that at that moment so what did I, I do with Bone Thugs and Harmony, though? You gotta tell me. That is a gift for you. <laughs> I love them. I love them. We have some Cam Ron. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Looking very dapper. Civilized. <laughs> civilized. civilized. Yeah, he's looking very civilized. Featuring featuring your boy Mace, right there. Yeah, man. I mean, that two 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 guys that I definitely wanted to be growing up. You know, um, and, and especially at this time. I mean, it was just. They had they had their city away. I, like it's just that same thing I've been talking about. You know, just guys that pretty much brought new energy to the city. And man, it was just like how like how much it's just surreal to watch those guys. How much money can one guy have? How fly can they be? Like it was just Cam and Mace were epic. You know, and Loon. Don't forget about Loon. Everyone always wants to forget about Loon. But <laughs> Loon was a part of that, man. Yo, shout out to Loon, man. Loon, I see you. I was curious, Drake, who do you sit beside during Raptors games? Uh, I sit beside whoever uh, has the time to come to the game. Sometimes I sit with this guy. Uh, sometimes I sit with Chubbs most of the time. <laughs> um, uh, but Did they get involved, too. 
whoever I'm sitting with? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me and Chubbs, Chubbs pushes me to go further than usually I probably should. Um, like the other night, for example. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I sit with uh, who I, I, but it has to be someone with a good energy. You know, you can't be like, you know, on your phone, not paying attention. So all everyone I sit with is passionate about the game. You know. What do you think about Drake and basketball and basketball records like like Mike? Wow, man, this movie and this time. Uh, in my life was was also crazy because you know I mean Bow Wow was when you were younger I mean you you wanted to be as as big as Bow Wow was <laughs> Bow Wow was just all the girls wanted Bow Wow Bow Wow had 106 in Park it was like Justin Bieber fanatic you know um, yeah man Bow Wow and this movie was just legendary you got to be with every ball player that you ever wanted to hang have out have you met all these guys like Dirk uh, and Nash Oh, of course I know Nash. I mean, Nash is probably uh, I'm I'm probably closest with with AI and Nash out of this whole picture. Um, C Webb is a great guy. Dirk, obviously, an incredible guy. And Jason Kidd, I don't really know that well, but Nash is a character, man. That guy for sure. And obviously, you know, fellow Canadian, so it's all love. And AI is just somebody that to even spend time around him is just. It's epic because he's Allen Iverson. So you shouted out Kobe on Insta. I did. Yeah. Um, you know, sad, sad to watch him go. Uh, I've had a lot of Kobe memories. You know, I even mentioned him on the album. And um, yeah, man, just a, a, a guy that definitely I have a lot of respect for. And I've witnessed a lot of greatness because of him. So I was curious, what do you think of? And I have another gift for you. What do you think of right here? Kobe Bryant's basketball rapping career. <laughs> Which Snoop oh, calls first. bullshit at its finest. <laughs> Who said that? Snoop. <laughs> well, you know, in Toronto, we call this... We, oh, well, I mean, just look at the feature, though. <laughs> it's featuring who? Oh, my God. Oh. Tyra Banks? Is she singing? Tyra Banks. I mean... Well, Tyra Banks has always been, you know, my wife. You know, like, that's like my, like, woman crush everyday type vibe you know so uh but this is in toronto we call this china ting so this is when you when you're this is when you're just trying to ting you know you don't know if it's gonna work but you're trying to ting and this is kobe just and this is kobe with destiny's child they let this happen <laughs> no really yeah, yes. kobe and destiny's what do you mean? wow i mean and that is a gift for you yeah no and i appreciate and that beyonce is on views uh, well, she we did a song. It didn't it didn't oh. make the album, but um, but it because I've done a song. Yes, we I, we've done a couple songs. Yeah, and she just dropped her um, thing the other day. But yeah, uh, man, Kobe Bryant rapping with Destiny's Child. That's how you know that you're playing your sport well if they'll let you on a record. Because uh, I don't know if we were letting Kobe on views as as much as we love him. <laughs> now he wasn't the only guy. Believe it. Not this gentleman right here, Shaq also oh, did. Man, they're rapping. One of my favorite people in the world. This, I, you know, I'm gonna be real, man. You know, me and Shaq. He beatboxed for you. Yeah, I mean, you I did back to back live on TV. Yes, with Shaq beatboxing. I can't hate on Shaq rapping because Shaq's just 
the man, you know? And like he says, I know I got skills. I mean, that's... Yo, but Shaq was big. Like, I know Kobe rapped, but, like, no. no like, Shaq, Shaq, like, Shaq was doing ooh, it for a minute. All yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. He, was, he was, like... He went platinum. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, Shaq was actually rapping, and, like, I, I have to admit that I think at one point in my life, I was probably actually into, like, maybe one or two Shaq songs, so... Did Steph Curry play at your house? Uh, yeah, he did, yeah. He played uh, one-on-one with his brother-in-law. And with Kevin Love's cousin. Kevin Love's cousin. That is a little nard joke. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you said that one time. Okay. Kevin Love's. Oh, look, that's Kevin Love's cousin. Okay, yeah, I get that it. That didn't work. <laughs> it's all right. I, yeah. You have a better memory than me. That's why. That's okay, why okay. your jokes just go, uh, they go over people's heads sometimes. But, yeah, they played at my house. Um, I played Stefan Ping Pong that night, too. I won't discuss the result, but... Um, and, uh, yeah, Steph is like family to me. Um, one of my best friends that works for me, uh, is Aisha's cousin and Steph is married to Aisha. So we're, we're all like family and Steph, uh, yeah, man, to watch that guy play, he was playing in, I think he was playing in Prada dress shoes that night, if I'm not mistaken. And needless to say, I don't think his brother-in-law scored at all. But <laughs> so. still to have Steph at your house, that is incredible. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Steph's one of those guys. It's like, if there's a basketball court outside, he's probably going to go and put up some shots. Cause that's, that's his life. So, you know, I'm wishing him a speedy recovery and, you know, hopefully he can uh, do what he does this year and repeat, you know, Drake, you like big butts, right? And I cannot lie. Yeah, and you have a book on big butts. I do. I was curious. I have a gift for you. A book on big Houston rap. Wow. Uh, and this is all about Houston rap. And if you could open it up to the pages and tell us about these people. Ooh. ESG. Man, legendary. Um, this is Houston culture at its finest right there. You know, um, when you see any Sprite that color, that's that's definitely... You sampled him and DJ Screw. Of course, yeah. Um, legendary, man. Just uh, this whole style, this whole crew, you know. Yeah, ESG, man. Legendary. Let me see who's next. Let's and see. up next, it's another guy. Man, like father figure to me, you know. Um, Bun B, I just talked to him the other day. Uh, he was wishing me the best of luck with the album and heading out on Gumball, which he always goes on dr- the drive. But um, yeah, Bun was one of the first people to really um, give me that, you know, that 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 acceptance from Houston uh, when I did records like November 18th in Uptown. Bun was the one to stamp it, and Bun's a guy that any new talent, he's always there to lend his advice always there to give a feature if he like enjoys the music and supports it he'll come out to your show bun will pretty much do you know whatever he can to keep the culture going and uh i honored bun b at haw um last year and if i could honor him every year i would because he's just that guy did i miss somebody you did screwed up dj screw so this is a crazy story this actually I rebuilt this store and I actually have it in a locker. I used it as my stage one time when I performed at HAW. I rebuilt everything from the security cameras to the, and I have it stored. So when I build my house, I want this somewhere in my house. Um, But this is screwed up records and tapes. And this is just something that doesn't exist anymore, man. I used to go here, get all the new sounds from that squad. You know, you could buy anything, but, I mean, you go you, you go to get your screwed up. Um, you know, shout out to OG Ron C, keeping, keeping screw alive, chopping screwed. But um, 
yeah, you know, this was just something that I wish I got to go. I wish I got to be a part of it, you know, because uh, DJ Screw is a big influence to me for sure. And then we have, you turn to another guy that you sampled for, Big Mo. Big Mo. For November 18th. Of course, yeah, Big Mo, man. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, you know, an unfortunate story. Like I said, you know, the Houston culture, um, sometimes it claims, claims some of the great ones, man. So rest in peace to Mo. And actually... Um, one of my favorite songs is when Wayne sampled Mo on Me and My Drink, which uh, is a legendary Houston song. And Mo is one of those guys that if you're at a show in Houston, you could throw on some Mo. And if you're ever having a bad set in Houston, that's my advice to you. <laughs> throw on some Mo and they'll sing it word for word. Um, but yeah, you know, big, but this is a crazy book, man. No, Houston rap, this actually is Little Wayne's birthday party in 2007. What was it like at a Little Wayne birthday party? I mean, I, I would say Little Wayne's birthday party is probably gonna be a lot of uh, women, uh, a lot of uh, rap music, uh, a lot of weed smoke. Um, it's going to be an extravaganza, you know, of course. Did people think that you were Little Wayne's assistant? You were so quiet in the early days. <laughs> uh, I, that's just my character. I just keep, I keep to myself. I try and stay out of the way, you know, because um, I just, that, that's that's try, how I gain my respect from, from guys like that, especially, you know. But you wore headphones getting on the bus. Yeah, I mean, I just, just tried to earn his respect by doing hard work as opposed to being, you know, right there trying to be the loudest one or be you know I, I i was just i just tried to keep to myself and prove myself through the songs that we made and i get a lot of that from this guy too you know just being humble and you know um trying to let our work speak for ourselves and wow and this is pretty much my life story <laughs> what is the most that you've thrown at a strip club? Um, well... And Houston does have the best... Strip clubs. Shout out to DJ Eric. And your first sellout? Yeah, this is my first sold-out event uh, at Warehouse Live. And shout out to V Live. And shout out to Dreams, because I used to go to Dreams. And shout out to High Rollers, because I used to go to High Rollers. Uh, the, most, the most money I've ever thrown in a strip club... I don't know, man. I mean, I think one weekend I, I I had, I think they gave me money, but the thing was, it was money to throw. So uh, I think I was like 50, 50 something thousand or something like that. But. And I have some gifts for you that goes with that book right there. A little seven inch by Fat Pat and DJ Screw. Wow, man. Tops drop, man. This is classic. Very class. Oh, and this has UGK on the other side too. This is this is crazy, man. And you sampled Fat Pat for Connect. Yes, I did. Swanging. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, just off this discussion, you can tell how much Houston rap means to me. And I have, you know, the Houston H tattooed on my shoulder. Um, I'm very grateful for Houston. It's one of those places that I feel like I'm probably gonna own a house there one day, and just just to be just to be there for a bit out of the year every year makes makes me. Uh, a better rapper you know uh, Houston is a place that they believe in their own style of music and it gave me a lot of confidence to come back to Toronto and believe in what we had as well because I realized that you know you can go to Houston and play whatever you want it didn't matter who had a song out it could be Lil Wayne it could be Jay-Z it could be Kanye it didn't matter if you play this you're gonna win so uh, they really support their own and I respect that and you went to a rap a lot party on the roof. Ooh, I've been to a lot of rap a lot parties, my man. You know, um, roof parties are kind of dangerous, aren't they? 
I mean, yeah, I guess if you have a little too much, you know, and start stumbling. But uh, any any anything rap a lot is is definitely uh, that's family. You know, Jay Prince, obviously another father figure in my life. You know, a great guy. Um, and you want to talk about legacy? That's legacy in Houston. Rap a lot records. You wanted to bring a bit of Marvin's room to here, to Forty's studio. Yeah, it's Forty's room. What do you think about Forty's room? What do you what think do about? I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, we're we're standing in state of the art studios, and I think it lives up to its name. It's one of the most. Uh, one of the most incredible, visually one of the most incredible places you could be making an album. It puts you right in the right mindset. And sonically, I don't think there's anyone better at what they do than this man. So you can only imagine if he built this from the ground up, how it sounds. And I encourage you to go listen to our album and you'll see why it sounds better than everything else because Forty's a genius. I have right here a gift for you. Speaking of Marvin, an original Trouble Man gatefold record LP. Man. Marvin's Room. Marvin's Room, and Marvin is a guy that I try and be more and more like. You know, I, I definitely um, I respect his, his vision always, even just in the imagery, creatively and musically. Um, and shout out to everybody at Marvin's Room, like Nettlesby and uh, <laughs> all, all the guys over there. Drake, the press is evil? Everybody but you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I just, uh, again, you know, another thing that um, that goes back to what I was saying before, I just like to let my, my work speak for me. You know, I feel like, you know, anyone that shows up here to do an interview other than you come bearing gifts and trying to shed light and knowledge and history. A lot of people just have to do their job and their job is to get you know, a headline and try and get me to slip up or like divulge something or say the wrong thing when I don't really mean to. Uh, and yeah, I, I just don't enjoy it. It's not an enjoyable experience for me and I don't like any of you. <laughs> but you do like this gentleman right here on the cover of your favorite and this is another gift for you. Wow. Uh, some Michael Jackson. Some Michael Jackson. On the cover of on the cover of Rolling Stone. What issue is this? From 19... This is number 81. From 71. From 71. I mean, I just finished watching the Off the Wall documentary, and if you ever think you're doing well in your career, you should definitely go watch that because you're absolutely nowhere near what this guy was doing. Uh, the most... Why does this... Why does this 11-year-old stay up past his bedtime? Because he is the greatest entertainer of all time, and that's what you have to do, you know? You have to push yourself, and he pushed himself further and further, um, did things that I can't even comprehend, like choreographed dancing and, you know, all these all instruments, like playing instruments, everything. I mean, he was just, uh, he was the greatest. Quote Drake, I used to want to be on Rockefeller, then I turned into... Jay. Jay-Z. Yeah. Well, and I have a gift for you right here, the Hawaiian Sophie right there. Because if we turn over, there is Jay Z wow. on the back. Wow, there he is, man. Now, what can you say about Jay Z? Especially, I guess he kind of put in a shortish verse. Are you talking about on um, pop style? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't that. It was just. Uh... It was just that, you know, I had asked Kanye to do a verse for me, and he, Kanye just sent it with a Jay-Z intro on it. You know, it, it, there was never any, like, 
uh, intention of that trying to like dress it up as a Jay Z verse. It was just Kanye um, thought it would be like you know a great idea to have Jay do the first two lines, and so did I. And you know that was just kind of how we framed the verse. And I think people obviously want to hear Jay Z rap, so they wanted to hear more. But uh, you know, I mean, he was he was there for the intro. You know, that that should be enough. People should be grateful. <laughs> Got so many chains, they call me. Chaining Tatum. Where did that come from? <laughs> uh, and does Norm have a Drake chain? <laughs> does Norm? I think so. I think he has one with my face on it. But um, yeah, this is why they call me Chaining Tatum. Hold on, I'm gonna put. You have to do the rest of the thing with this on. Cause... All right, all right. We'll just turn it around like that. There you go. Um, what can I say about being Chaining Tatum? <laughs> First, what can you say about this particular chain? And what can you say about Chainum Tatum? Well, that's the thinking chain. You know, that, that chain is basically what I put on while I was making views to kind of make, you know, the right decisions. And uh, when I needed mental clarity, I just put that on. And it, it's it's so heavy that you, <laughs> yeah. you really want to make a decision really fast so you can take it off. Um, and then... Uh, and then with that being said, uh, yeah, Chan Channing Tatum was just, uh, I'm a Channing Tatum fan, and I just wanted to find a way to use his name, and I thought the line was amazing, and it's one of my favorite bars, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> and we have another gift for you right here. It is Original Flavor from 1993 featuring Jay-Z. Wow. Without Jay being mentioned. Wow. Well, that happens sometimes, you know, when you're just trying to get... But they mentioned you on the Divine Brown. <laughs> well, they did, yeah. But, you know, this is like... But they didn't mention me on Chaos B-Boy Stance. Shout out to Kevin. Hey, there's lots of times people don't get mentioned. Yeah, exactly. And, and by the way, mixed by Clark Kent, which is epic. Ooh, that's crazy. Yeah, but uh, and produced by Ski. But, yeah, I mean, this is just... Uh, this is just how it works sometimes when you're grinding, you know? So shout out to Jay for doing the work and not getting mentioned because it happens to the best of us, and this is a perfect example. Yes. This is very heavy, but you... Take it off you want because it's just meant for thinking. Yeah. No, it's not if, if, no, I really appreciate that. Who made this, by the way? Uh, a guy named Kalani. He's a jeweler from Toronto. You got to turn around and get the shiny part, though, you know? But yeah, uh, yeah, he made it for me, and uh, it came through in the last minute helped us finish the album and now you're wearing it so that is amazing like the thing also like the responsibility that being drake holds like for instance you miss the grammys for king of the dot that is incredible <laughs> well i'm a king of the dot fan so i mean yeah i did i did i missed the grammys for king of the dot because uh there were important battles going on that day and ovo was sponsoring the event and shout out to Gannick and gully <laughs> We uh, it was it was better than the Grammys to be honest that night. So, I was happy about it. The cover of Views is you and the CN Tower. Yes, sir. That is amazing. I'm glad you like it. And I have a gift here for you. Winding up with Drake and Forty, the CN Tower, wow. Canadian Records. So I wasn't the first one to. These guys had a UFO on the CN Tower. The homegrown Q107 LP. Wow. Did you see any UFOs? What was it like shooting the cover shot for views? It was amazing. Shout out to um, Caitlin Cronenberg. She shot the whole al uh, album packaging. And when we were shooting that photo, I, I knew that we had something extremely special uh, on our hands just because I get to immortalize the city on a project that I feel I wrote about the city that we did in a studio that 40 built in our city and it just felt like everything was coming full circle and I was sitting on the biggest circle that we have. The CN Tower, but believe it or not, I would say probably about the second 
punk single to ever come out of Toronto was By the Pools and their song? CN Tower. CN Tower. Wow. So I think it's great with views. You've taken it to the CN Tower, which has been albumified before. Like, that's incredible. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I just, I, this is crazy. The history of CN Tower usage here is, <laughs> the, the lineage of CN Tower usage is, did, is amazing. Did you ever think that you would get, like, CN Tower aficionados, geeks, like, geeking over the fact <laughs> that you went to the CN Tower? Well, I think it's more of a pride, pride thing in the city, just to see a building that everybody knows is Toronto. And, you know, I, I, the, the cover could have been anything. It could have been some glamour shot of me or, you know, something that, that was more obscure, but I wanted to make it very uh, memorable for anyone that was a part of this rollout and a part of the city to remember. I remember when he put the most important landmark in our city on his album cover, just basically immortalize where we're from. The Poles and Q107 and Drake CN Tower. Yes, we're part of a trio and we're proud of it. Is there a Lint Roller? Uh, there was. There was for uh, for for one of the Raptors games because I was caught uh, Lint rolling my pants. But sometimes you just get linty, man. You gotta, like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna sit around all fuzzy? It's like, I just did what any any unlinty man would do and unlinty. De-lint, unlinted my pants? I don't know. <laughs> and I think winding up here, lastly, we should reward 40 with a few more gifts here. Right here, we have a Shades of Brooklyn and AZ as well. Wow. What can you say about the Shades of Brooklyn and AZ? Shades of Brooklyn were on a Back to DJ Premier, who produced this record. No, no. The Beat Myers produced this. No, uh, it was D&D Studios. It was all Primo. 101 DJ Premier like this mixtape album thing that he put out and they had Shades of this song not this song but Shades of Brooklyn was on that Brody knows everything Change. literally <laughs> Change by Shades of Brooklyn was on that DJ Premier 101 tape and and I loved that and had it because 21 Questions by Shock Claire was on there. So that was a pretty serious event that DJ Premier was going to take a song from Toronto and play it on this like mixtape set. So it was kind of cool. They released it on vinyl. It's like it would be as silly as like somebody's playlist in 2016. But back then they like put it out. It was amazing. And AZ as well. AZ is just one of my favorite rappers. Like people always had arguments about who their favorite rappers are. And like, you know, a long time ago when Big was alive and all these things, that, those conversations were still happening. So for me back then, like AZ was just always at the top of my list az and oc bizarrely enough with the acronyms but both of those guys were always my favorite rappers curtis mayfield one of the greatest and we have a gift here for you it is in this tube right here and this is a gift to help decorate the state of the art studios with curtis mayfield and the impression wow is this a show sunday march 17th at 8 p.m don't miss it admission is three four and five dollars if you want to sit for Front row. Tickets on sale at the Civic Center. An extra added attraction, Curtis Mayfield. Extra added attraction. Sam and Dave had hold on, I'm coming, not hold on, we're going home. Yeah, that's a lie. What can you say about Curtis Mayfield? Man, Curtis Mayfield is another guy that uh, I associate. You know, Marvin Gaye and Curtis Mayfield are two guys that just uh, remind me of a style of music that my father introduced me to. And um, Curtis Mayfield has some of my favorite songs of all time. Um, A song that I will probably play at my wedding, maybe. Him and Otis Redding uh, have, like, you know, my... Again, like top, top five songs of all time, so...
What about Frings to Harvey's connection? Is there a Harvey's connection? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, there's not. But uh, I love Harvey's, though, with all my heart. And uh, I found out later that they had a dish there called Frings. But Fring, Frings was, div- was a name that I came up with that had uh, no connection to fries and onion rings, no, which none, is Frings. None whatsoever. Um, but, yes, no, that's just, uh, that's just a nickname. And thank you so much for the Little Wayne interview. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, right? Yeah. Thank you for setting that up. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I mean, anything I can ever do, I'll always try my best. That was amazing. Like, he walked right off stage right into me. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, you're lucky because, you know, sometimes he might just get back on the bus and keep rolling because he's got money to make and music to make. So, How did you convince Little Wayne to talk to me? (laughs) I'm also curious. I just, uh, I think I probably... If I, I mean, Drake has the juice. He does, apparently, yeah. If I remember correctly. Let's not get yeah. it twisted. I, I think I just uh, tried to explain to, uh, like, him and his management team how important of a figure you are in, in rap, and I think that, uh, without question, you're one of the most legendary interviewers of all time, and I just thought it would be a good look for him to be have that under his belt, you know, to look back on, and he went for it, so. Well, thanks for the kind words, because you also tried for Nicki Minaj, but no luck there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean. You got me Little Wayne, so that was enough. Uh, yeah, I was. It was uh, easier to get Little Wayne. One for two, you know? Yeah, I was one for two. It was easier to get Little Wayne. That's the boss dog, you know? So that's, I'm glad you got that, for sure. Anything else you would like to add to the people out there, Drake? Man, um, I just want to, to say thank you to my brother for completing this album with me and uh thank you to you for coming down and i hope everybody enjoys it and um i'm excited for whatever's next and to see everybody on the road for the summer 16 tour and and i'm gonna finish the clean version right now it's gonna be like two (laughs) days late i'm sorry i'm trying i need to go to bed but like 12 more hours the clean will be there soon i promise why should people care about drake why should people care why should people care about Drake? Um, well, I mean, it's an option to care about Drake if you want, but you know, uh, I'm an artist that wakes up and I don't have to really think f- about who I'm gonna be. Uh, this is not like a character or something that I like concocted in my mind. This is just me being myself. And uh, I think, you know, I try and give my, my most pure, genuine, um, representation of 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 me and the city that i'm from and the people that i love and hopefully you know you're able to resonate that with that and that equal sign care about drake you know so (laughs) that's pretty much uh that's my pitch well thank you very much drake and 40 keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 obviously the commitment is real man